Dan Dickow here on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network with our WCC Weekly Recap. Skipped last week because we had a lot of different things going on with uh, Gonzaga coverage, but we're back at it this week. Uh, since we've last chatted, uh, Gonzaga has, I don't want to say righted the ship because I, I think a lot of fans have kind of you know, been concerned about the early season start. And I don't think it's there should have been so much concern. I think it was just a byproduct of the schedule they played, being in the PK-85, playing against Baylor, playing at Texas. Um, but they've uh, they've definitely made some, uh, not, in, not adjustments, but they're showing growth. And this last week and a half or so has been tremendous. Beat a really good Kent State team at home beat UW, and then go on the road and beat uh, number four Alabama on a, you want to call it a neutral site game, um, but it was really a road game. Uh, Birmingham's 45 minutes from Tuscaloosa, 15,000 screaming uh, Crimson Tide fans. Uh, so really good win, but Gonzaga won that game 196 uh, Zags and double figures. Drew Timmy with 29 and 10. Anton Watson, maybe his best game as a Zag. Uh, he did all the little things, kind of showing you uh, one of the reasons or many of the reasons why, you know, some people say, well, we shouldn't, he should be off the bench. Well, he provides, he does so many of the little things. He provides so many uh, kind of blend points throughout the game that make things easier on others and he's finally and he's starting to take advantage of opportunities that come his way so he's being a little more assertive so that was great to see uh but they got one more game against montana out of the big sky before they've got about a seven eight day break before uh they play eastern oregon as the last tune-up before conference play uh it'll be interesting to see how long and i haven't heard how long the guys have to go home for Christmas with the game being on the 20th and then they don't play again until the 28th. Um, there's a good opportunity for guys to get a good three, four, five days at home, um, which is kind of unheard of at the college level. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if they do get a good three days at home. Uh, I, I think the longest stretch I ever had in college uh, was two days. So um, it'll be, be interesting to hear. I, I will check in on that and see what it, it looks like. But uh, throughout the rest of the WCC, uh, continuing to show some really good signs from, from teams throughout the league, but also a couple splinters here and there throughout the league of, of teams that you wish would have had wins or you wish would have performed a little better. Santa Clara might be one of the first teams in all of Division One. I'd have to check that to 11 wins. They are 11-3. and three. Uh, they beat UC Irvine and they beat Pac-12 Cal, which is, I mean, normally you would get really excited about it, but the fact is Cal's un winless. They're not really good this year, um, but you got to handle what's on their schedule. So Santa Clara did that up next before their um, Christmas break, a big test, a big opportunity at home against the Boise State team that is uh, playing really good basketball out of the Mountain West. Uh, USF, the Dons sitting at nine and three, they were really trending in a great, uh, direction. Then they lost to, uh, previously undefeated New Mexico, 67, 64. 
um, where they just didn't shoot the ball well. They shoot like 39% from the field, 9 of 29 from three. But they righted the ship. Uh, they go on the road. They beat a also previously unbeaten UNLV team uh, with a Tyrell Roberts go-ahead game-winning three with about six seconds left. So uh, San Francisco uh, showing some positive signs, um, some really good good uh, action in the win column. LMU continues to to play good basketball. They're nine and four now on the year. They did lose uh, to Utah State, um, which is off to a nice start in the Mountain West under Coach Dave Odom. But they did bounce back and beat Cleveland State. St. Mary's, you know, they're they're kind of an interesting one to figure out. They're sitting at nine and four. They've had some really good wins. Then they've had a, a couple losses um, where you would think. Um, they shouldn't have lost those in particular, um, you know, the New Mexico state game or excuse me, the Colorado state game, because Colorado state's not what they were a season ago. Their best player, David Roddy is in the NBA now, but, um, you know, they take Houston, uh, literally down to the wire the last couple of minutes, couple of possession game. They beat San Diego state who's ranked at the time. Um, so, uh, you know, they're starting to trying to figure out exactly who they are, but the thing is, is they've played a much more difficult non-conference schedule than they, than you would have seen from them seven, eight years ago. So, uh, I, I think that's great to see, uh, they've got Wyoming before their Christmas break starts BYU. Another one of those head scratchers is figuring out who they are, what they are, are they trying to prepare for being the big 12? Are they focused at the task at hand of this WCC season um, based on on how they play because it seems like they've changed their offense. Uh, maybe they've changed the, the style of, of and their focus and their recruiting. Um, but interesting team. They beat number 21 Creighton and then they beat a uh, D2 power Western Oregon before they knock off a in-state rival, the Utah Utes, who beat Arizona who was ranked top five at the time earlier this season. Um, so um, shows, I think it shows you it's just how much parity there is in college basketball this year. And the fact that BYU can struggle early in the season and then they start putting things together. They beat a Creighton team who's ranked. Then they beat a Utah team that beat a top five team. Um, it's really interesting, but coming up, they've got Lindenwood and Weber state before uh, their Christmas break uh, and then getting into WCC play the pilots of Portland sitting at eight and six um, you know with some of the excitement around the program you thought their record might be a little bit more um, you know but they played a, a difficult schedule in their own right um, because they were in the PK 85 they showed some some great promise there they lost to Carolina in a tight one they lost to Michigan State in a tight one but they did knock off Villanova um, but this past week, they beat New Orleans pretty easily uh, at home. But they lost uh, to in-state power, the Oregon Ducks, 78-56. Um, Will Richardson of Oregon had a double-double points and assists. Um, but, you know, they're, they've they showed that they've got some talent. They've showed that they can play. They can rise to the challenge. So uh, that is a team to keep an eye out for, for a, to, to contend for a top three, top four finish in league. Um, they've got UC Riverside before their Christmas break and then into WCC play the Toreros of USD led by Steve Lavin. Um, 
you know, they've kind of been a mixed bag. They they've played a softer schedule than a lot of the other teams in the WCC. Uh, they've showed some some good stretches. They've showed some struggles. Uh, this past week, they lost to Arizona State. They've got UC Riverside as well as uh, Cal State Northridge before they get a little break before Christmas break, um, which again I think is 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 an important kind of demarker for a lot of teams because at this Christmas break, players are done with their finals. If there's some splintering, some fracturing in a team, you can see a player or two possibly transfer. Um, uh, during that break, you could maybe see a player or two transfer in, although they're not always eligible right away. Um, and so you kind of, you can have some fracturing or you can have some galvanizing of your program uh, around this time. Pepperdine sitting at five and five, maybe the most, uh, cur- the, the team I'm most curious about because they have a lot of talent. I've talked about it before. You know, a lot of people have, have said, uh, that Pepperdine might have the best talent outside of Gonzaga in the league. Now it's a matter of putting the pieces together, having those pieces go from freshmen, which they were last year to sophomores and showing that growth resultant wins. Maxwell Lewis, a sophomore. um, Many have said he's the best NBA prospect out of the WCC. And I won't go that far. I think he's a very good player. I think he's a solid NBA prospect, but I think when you look at Gonzaga's, um, roster there's definite nba prospects there um but when you say nba prospect what are you looking for what it's the eye of the beholder many times um with these prognosticators when they make these comments i do think maxwell lewis is a talented player he will have a chance as do many of these gonzaga players but i don't see any absolute surefire nba players in the wcc right now as I do when I look at when I watch Gonzaga play Baylor with Keontae George, when they play Alabama with Brandon Miller, like, boom, he's an NBA player. Brandon Miller is going to play 12, 15 years, chance an all-star game if he continues to play well. Keontae George, same thing. He's going to be a 12-year NBA player. If he peaks, hits his max potential, he could uh, scratch the surface and, and, and be, be an all-star level player. I don't see that with anybody uh, in the WCC this year, as I have maybe in the past couple of years with obviously uh, Chet Holmgren, uh, Andrew Nemhart, Jalen Suggs, Rui Hachimura, those kind of guys. So, um, you know, just quick comment on that. So, but Pepperdine, you know, they've lost three in a row, Nevada, UCSB, and then uh, Grand Canyon. They've got a chance to get right uh, before Christmas break, but it's going to be difficult because you've got Cal State LA, a good division two, and then they go to the the Hawaii tournament. Um, not the big Maui invitation. Obviously that isn't during Thanksgiving time, but uh, the University of Hawaii tournament, I believe it's called the Outrigger tournament. Uh, they open with Hawaii. Uh, other good teams such as Vanderbilt, Washington State are there. Pacific, only team in the league that has yet to cross that 500 barrier sitting at six and eight this past week they beat a non-division one in stanislaus state uh and then they had a really good win against san jose state and i don't i mean that's weird to say it's a good win against san jose state but san jose state was eight and three coming into this game uh but pacific was able to win behind Keontae boone's uh i believe it was 17 points but they they had a 59 58 win um they've got lamar then a little break 
Chris or Christmas break and then into the WCC. So lots of good things going on in the league overall. When you look at the schedule, you know, they're, they're sitting well above 500. Um, Ken Palm, the analytics for the league are looking really good. Net ratings for the league are looking solid. Um, you just, you know, hope as you get now to the start of conference season and, and you don't want your conference um, to kind of uh, cannibalize, you know, your two, three, four um, in your league. You know, if you want to get three teams in the league again this year to the NCAA tournament, which I think is very possible, you don't want your eighth, ninth, 10th place teams beating two threes and fours, you know, you can occasionally have the fifth place team jump up and beat the second place team, but you really, you know, for, for strength of schedule, for metrics, you, you got to take care of beating the teams that are around you um, standing wise in your league. So uh, lots of good stuff. Look forward to the Gonzaga Montana game and then a break. Uh, It'll be interesting to see just how long coach few gives these guys, but For the WCC Weekly and the Gonzaga Nation Media Network, thanks for listening.